feels good to say this after a little later off, but welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. I am, of course, if you don't know, now you know, the most charismatic man. I am back. We are live, New York City. You know, we almost got flooded out this past Friday, but I made it out. You know, Mother Nature couldn't take out the most charismatic man. We all know that. You know, busy morning. Looking forward to this conversation with Rich returning. And, you know, before I bring him on, I I, I got to say something, you know, because Denzel Washington sent me an email this morning. He says, hey, uh, you know, Percy, um, you know, my agent told me that uh, you're going to take a role from me uh, later this year. And I told him, hey, Denzel, out with the old and with the new. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, shout out to Denzel, though, amazing guy. Uh, but... You know, I am looking forward to talking to Rich again. Always a fun guy, always a personality. Um, you know, he has his own podcast. Everybody kind of already know who he is at this point. But anyway, let's bring on Rich. Mr. Richard Dow, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, I was in the neighborhood because I was stopping by your girl's house, and I figured, you know, I threw her a bone, so I'd throw you a bone, too, coming on here. So, that, 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 hey, that, that's fair. You know, you're off. I'm off. My girlfriend's clothes off. Well, I was no, gonna say she's she, she's off a few times already. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for reaching out. Um, it's always exciting to kind of hear and see your name pop up. Like, oh, I gotta give this guy money again, Jesus. But uh, other, you know, after we get past that part, it it's it's always we got a good chemistry and we got a it was good, man. And and you know, anyone that hasn't really heard none of our you know, kind of correspondence and dialogue. I owe a lot of my success to this fella because he is the one that pushed me into going into video. And every time I, every time I come across him, I, I just gotta gotta thank him up and down because uh, smartest move I've made. You know, I, I'll put on your tab. So your tab right now, when inflation is about fifteen grand, you know, we'll talk about yeah. that. But uh, yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, for me, it's. It's about helping each other. You know, we live in a right. society now where everybody just wants to help each other. Uh, help each. I, I was going to say, are you sure? What utopia are you living in? <laughs> well, I'm in the entertainment industry, so I already know what time it is. Um, but yeah, you know, I, at the end of the day, like I said, it's always about helping other people, especially people who um, who I know are very passionate in what they do. And I know you, you, were, you are as well. So, you know, like I said, 15 grand, I expected by the end of the business day of Friday. And then uh, I will we'll proceed. I'll write you an IOU and uh I'll I'll leave it on your woman's uh you know little I was gonna say her her desk, but I'll just uh I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll just leave it on her chin. Listen, uh, all right, let's go forward. Um <laughs> see I, I I was gonna use it as a tykes write off, but not I'm reporting you to IRS now, you know. Hey, sure. that's fine, whatever. <laughs> now you know. Rich, yes. we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. Yes. You know, I know a lot of kids are watching, a lot of sports fans are watching. We're going to talk about God, sports. I hope no kids are watching. Good God. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> we, we got good looking hair like me, very good looking like myself. You know, mm. everybody's coming to watch, you know, not not that type of show, people. You know, just not late night on mm. showtime, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, Rich. there needs to be like a disclaimer for me. It's like, yeah, this guy may say some things that may, uh, have some questions pop up when you're driving down to the, uh, you know, mm -mm. yeah. What's that... what's leaving on his chin, mom? Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
imagine listening. It. Imagine listening to this podcast while you're on a business call and your boss walks in or something. You know, I look. I don't. I, I don't hold any responsibility for Rich. I. You know. Oh I yeah. Have no don't. Idea. You know. I don't know this man. I think he's an imposter. Um. But anyway, you know, let's yeah. let's get into it. You know, let's get into it. Know, All right. Well, we we. I know that people want to hear this conversation. So, we was talking back and forth about, you know, sports. You know, I'm more into combat. I do watch NHL. You know, New York Islanders fan, Tampa Bay Capitals, all that good stuff. Um, and I know you like hockey. So one of the things yep. I want to talk about outside of combat sports before we get to that is hockey. Hockey, you know, has been one of those sports lately that's been getting a lot of attention. Some negative, some positive. But the first thing I want to talk about is the fighting, right? Because, you know, in recent uh, times, we've been seeing a lot of, you know, news articles and media, you know, calling out fighting. Uh, hockey players, you know, you know, going one-on-one on the ice. How do you feel about that? Because I know, like I said, you're a hockey fan. You, you know, probably a Cindy Crosby fan. You know, I, will, I would assume. My dog's, my dog's name is Crosby. So yeah, uh, yeah. What a shame. But anyway, uh, you know, it's not. No, nah, I like Cindy Crosby. He's pretty good. I, I wonder what is he like? Thirty eight now. Uh, 37, 38. Yeah, he got, he got some gray hairs now. It's weird. I saw a picture of him this uh, off season. I was like, oh god, how do I feel? I feel real old now. This man got gray hair, and I got no hair. Wow. Yeah. I, I want the old in with the new, like I said. But yeah. Um. No. Yeah. But yeah. On the on the topic of hockey, like yeah. I said. What do you think about um, fighting and hockey? Because some people love it, you know, some people hate it. What do you, what do you think? So I am 37 years old and I have been watching hockey since from at least when I can remember about 10. So I, I am 27 years in and anyone that is a hockey fan that either follows Pittsburgh or is from Pittsburgh or what have you realizes that Philly is our, we will choke you. Um, we hate, we hate Philly. It is one of the actual real good rivalries in sports before. Uh, and I went 20 years back and I'll bring up stat later, but um, it was a way of policing the game. Um a lot of people in America do not really watch hockey, don't really understand hockey. It's not really the top. It's, it's like number four in regards to the major sports. So you almost expected a fight when Pittsburgh went against Philly or you had these dire rivals. And I thought it was always, hey, it wasn't a fight to fight. Someone took a cheap shot. Someone, you know, someone hit the rookie. Things like that, you 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 got your fourth line bangers out there. They're like, "Hey, you feeling froggy?" And it was a way to police the game. Or, I think in certain instances, there were players that just did it to entice the fans to get to get that exciting, exciting moment. You're down by four goals, your team is flat. You go out there, you get a scrap, and then what ends up happening? You score a few goals, you're back in the game. So. I've always had, I, I've had no problem with it. Um, I'd say the referees are very, very good about how they, pol- you know, police the fight. They're not going to let you get your, you know, head face washed into the ice. They're not going to let you really get hurt, hurt. Um, but it's a fight. 
I mean, there's always dangers. You can always, I mean, let's be honest, you are on literal skates. You slip, you fall, you lose your balance, you crack your head on the ice. Well, now you really, you really like pudding now. So, you know, that's one of those things where I've, I've never had a problem with it. Um, I think the outsider point of view of it is it's a barbaric kind of, you know, gladiatorial thing where how can they let them do that? They don't let them fight in any other sport, which is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. But this has always been a part of the game, and it always should be a part of the game. Um, the little stat, and I, I'm not going to like delve delve too too deep into it, but um, fights have progressively gone down in the last 20 years, significantly. From I believe it was about 1,500 in 2000 of that year down to about 300 last year. Now, what's interesting is the attendance has gone up about 4 million across the league in that 20-year time. So I thought, I actually thought that it was going to go down. But goals per game have gone up, and that is actually what is exciting because there's young blood in the game now. There's exciting just... like, oh my God, like generational players that get you out of your seat. It's not the fights anymore. Um, I think that along with them taking a lot of the violence out of the game, uh, which I don't know, I kind of liked, I kind of liked the, that guy may have almost died. I mean, not that degree, but you know what I mean? Like I, I, it was that physicality. It was that sport that like, oh, these are, this is like rugby on ice. So, um, I missed that part, but I also understand player safety is important because you want these players to keep playing. You want to p- keep putting asses in seats. That's what that's what the owners want. That's what the players want. That's what the fans want. You know, you get one scrap, you hit the one guy, he cracks his skull on the ice. Well, guess what? Now that player that was supposed to be this, you know, upper echelon person now isn't that person anymore. So long answer to a short question. I think it is a necessity in the game. Um, I think it polices the game. I think it allows the players to police the game. It doesn't doesn't necessarily put the onus on the refs. It allows you, as a player, to handle your team's business if need be. Um, I don't. I don't think there's there's those straight up scrappers anymore that you know. Oh God, every t- he's going to get on the ice and nothing's going to happen except he's going to drop his gloves. No, they're. There isn't really those people anymore. Yeah. You know, I didn't grow up watching hockey, you know, 30, 40 years ago. I do know watching some of the highlights, though. Like, yeah, some of those guys were only known as what they call them, uh, hockey enforcers. Enforcers, yeah. Goons, yeah. And, you know, I think times has changed. And I think now with the rise of combat sports, box and UFC, uh, celebrity box and people are now finding they don't need to watch that in, in sports outside of that, you know, because okay, if you want, you could go watch it UFC pay-per-view or, you know, event on Saturday. You know, that's a good point, man. That's a really good point. Yeah. It, uh, and and I, huh. think, I think there's always going to be some core members of the fan base who are going to wa- enjoy to watch it because it, it's, it's something that takes away and uh, it brings the energy in because I, I know when I watch hockey games with buddies and the fight breaks out, everybody, get, oh, yeah, he's going to get knocked right. out. He's going to hit him with the jab or whatever. 
And I think for, for some people, it's that assignment of breaking up the action and letting people handle it one-on-one. Because oftentimes, I will say NBA is a flagrant one with this. But there's some people in the, in the NHL who plays very dirty. And it, like you said, it's gotten better. But there's some people, uh, you mm-hmm. know, over the, like, the last few years, uh, I'm blanking on some of the names, but there's some people who are known for dirty plays, you know, hitting yeah. people. The Kachuk boys. The Kachuks the, yeah. the are pretty are pretty big about that. But you go kind of in historical kind of past, you get like Ty Domi. You know, he, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Marty McSorley, like just like literally names that you're like, yeah, you you seem greasy. Like you just sound like you're like you're <laughs> like you just you just don't care. But yeah, you're you're at yeah, it's it's fewer, but that is such that's such a great point because you almost wonder is there was like that bloodlust, right? And you wondered like where else are you going to get that other than boxing? But boxing is basically dancing now. But you know where were you getting that blood? You weren't. So you you're like what major sport actually fights? Oh, hockey. Okay, and they do it a lot. Let's go. So that's a great point, man. I'd never thought of that. It, it's a it's a point that I was thinking about it. You know, when when I brought the subject up to you, because I was thinking, I say, what is why do people not really clamor to see it as much? And then you realize, well, because I watch UFC, there's usually a pay per view or a, a event every Saturday. Right. So if you get that fix from watching those fights. You don't really have uh don't get me wrong, if a fight breaks out in the NHL, I'm sure you might still pop for it, but you're not really going into it like, yeah, I need to see someone throw the gloves down. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think too, you know, I, I'm all about watching guys, especially like I said, the flagrant offenders who constantly go out there and attack people with a you know two-minute penalty. I mean, come on, they're gonna come out and do it again, you know, 10 minutes later. So, see, allowing those men to go out there and handle business per se, I think that is like the American, uh, traditional American way. A lot of people like that. You know, oh, you want to cross check me? All right, let's throw the gloves down. Let's handle this like men. I think that principle is still going to be there. But I think now with player safety, I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's gotten severely hurt. But, you know, you're taking unprotected blows to the head. You know, it's not the USC where they're trained and they know that's going to happen. You know, you hit your head on the, on the ice, you know, if you get knocked out. Play safety. Now with the rise of combat sports being much more popular, back then boxing was only, what, every couple months? And now you got to fight almost every Saturday. So I think that, too, has made it so where fighting isn't a necessity now. But I don't think it's going to go away. I mean, I think that's always going to be there. I don't see any time the NHL abandoning it. Do you think they will ever will, or do you think no, they'll keep it in? You can't. I mean, it's it's like taking tackling out of football, right? Um, I, I think partially why it never will go away, and, and this is, I mean, maybe it's a caveat. Maybe if you're a casual and you don't really catch all this stuff, then fine. But there's a player's code. Um, after a fight, like after you go down, the guy ain't hitting you no more. He's not going to hit you anymore. And if it's one of those scraps that never really goes to the ground, it's a lot of tossing and turning and kind of just, you know, wrestling around. You'll kind of, you'll kind of occasionally notice a little pat on the keister, you know, like, Hey, you know, you can't hear what they're saying, but it, it's essentially like, Hey, good scrap. You know, let's, let's keep it clean now, boys. And, and it's, it's almost, 
it's almost wholesome. Like I've never really said a fight could be wholesome, but it's almost like a wholesome thing. Um, back in the day, I mean, there were, you know, you could almost have like theme music when they come on the ice. Cause you're like, all right, well, we know what's about to happen here. Let's just get the scrap over with so we can keep it moving. Now it's, it's one of those things. Hey, you, you hit, you hit the rookie, you hit the rookie real hard. Didn't need to do that. I need to go ahead and put you in your place. Are we all squared now. We got it all. We got it out of our system after the fight. We're good. So yeah. So I I don't think I don't. How how are you? Let's put it this way. How do you stop it? Do suspensions? Well, then then you, you then you have to work backwards because then it's like okay now we have to now do suspensions, which they do for egregious hits, but things that potentially could lead up to that. And then you were at that point just you're putting a bubble around all of it. Like there's already enough rules. There's already enough penalties. There's already, there's always, there's already enough things that stop action. The last thing they want to do is take the excitement out of the redheaded stepchild of the sports world. You know, like it's, it's just kind of, Hey, sh- shoot yourself in the foot then. So no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they t- they'll take it out, especially cause it's, it's dissipated in numbers by, 500 percent over the last uh, over the last 20 years so if they were gonna do it you're better you know you're a little late to the party you know this is this should have been done you know when there was 1500 fights a year which that's crazy like just think about that number there's any there's 82 games like that's crazy obviously you know 82 games per you know team but it's like that's just that's that's crazy um, I think that I think it was 0.55 fights per game. Now it's 0.18 or something like that. It's something real, real kind of crazy low. But um, yeah, no, they never will. And if they do, they're gonna lose the very small market that they have now from a viewership standpoint. I mean, by comparison to the other sports, you know, well, you said they have 55 million. Uh, yeah, they do, but that's over the year like that's right. how many people watch red zone for football every sunday yeah yeah let's let's talk about numbers then that's what i thought so <laughs> it's just it's not going to go and it better not go away cuz that that's some of the stuff that keeps those rivalries really it keeps them heated it keeps it it i don't know it, it's I don't know if you're a baseball fan, but they call a home run a rally killer. Okay. Because, you know, it just stops the action. Like that stops that flow of base runners. I, I'm not saying fighting keeps, you know, the action going, but you talk about an interjection of energy. It's like taking a five hour energy right there. There you go. Everyone's fired up. The whole arena is going nuts. Serves its purpose on a multitude of planes. So, yeah, you know, it, this is a interesting one too because, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about this, and it, I was watching an interview with Stephen Jackson talking about it, NBA uh, star, former, <clears throat> and I don't know if you ever heard of Malice in the Palace. I actually just heard about it like last month. This was the Malice in the Palace was like. 20 years ago maybe a little 15, like i've heard 15. the name but i can't put my finger on it what was it 
so Malice in the Palace was it, it was a uh, um, Metal World piece who's uh, oh god yeah yeah him uh, Stephen Jackson at the time what team was this um, this was I'll tell you right now it was the Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. uh, playing against the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Now this. Oh, happened. was this the? Was this when our test went in the crowd like a yeah. goofball? Yeah. Yeah. That was twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, two thousand four. Jesus. Yeah. I wasn't okay. even ten yet. Um. Oof. But yet, I just heard about it. I forgot how I came up about it. But I was, I was, I was reading about it, and I watched the actual <laughs> footage from it. Yeah. And then I listened to Stephen Jackson talking about this, and this is I'm going into a little different direction. But he was actually open about talking about it. Yeah, he didn't support Artest's actions. But one of the things he was talking about was the silence from the NBA and the media because they demonized the players for doing what they did. But he was shedding a light, and a, a Netflix did a special covering the backstory of this. The fans were the ones antagonizing the players, right? And that's yes. how it all started. And the, the fans were the one throwing the drinks at the players and, you know, doing all this stuff to provoke them. And this, this leads to a conversation where we see this now a lot of times. LeBron, uh, not so much Stephen Curry, but Russell Westbrook, mostly Ro- Russell Westbrook is like the face of it, where they're known for going after fans because fans antagonize them. they really constantly trolling them, you know, trying to mess them up. You know, they're just trying to play the game. And, you know, you got the fans – always start in trouble. Do you think, especially in the NBA, because this is a mostly NBA thing, do you think there needs to be tighter restrictions or uh, uh, consequences for fans? Because it seems like people say, hey, you're Stephen Curry. You make you know all this money. Why are you complaining about that fan? But that's not the issue. The f- issue is these fans know that they can continuously get away with heckling these, these players while they're at their job. You're at work and you're getting heckled. And you're ultimately still responsible when fans throw drinks at you, put your hands on, put their hands on you, and all that stuff. Do you think the NBA or just sports organizations in general need to do a better job protecting both the fans and the players from this type of behavior? So heckling is fine. So I'm not a hoops fan at all, but I'm well aware of, you know, heckling of fans. Heckling in the sense of verbal heckling, fine. Words and sticks and stones, yada yada yada. You get millions of dollars, let it roll off your shoulders. You're putting hands on me. You're you're throwing drinks at me. Um, what's your cursing policy here, real quick? Uh, I have no objection. Just keep it a little light, but whatever. All right. In this instance, I'm just gonna use this. I wish a motherfucker would. (laughs) Um. That's when you get Ron Artested. That's when you get choked up. You're putting hands. So let's take out the celebrity aspect. Let's take out the athlete aspect. Let's say me and you are hooping, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a peanut gallery. And I'm about, you know, I'm at the top of the key. And some dude comes out and like hits me in the thigh. Do you not think at any point in time I'm not here? Hold my hold the ball. Um, I'm gonna go curb stomp this kid. That's no one in their right mind is gonna look twice at that and say they can't do that. Well, no, they do do that because they're stupid. 
Um, he shouldn't do that because he gets million. He should be able to deal with that. What like infringing on your human rights? That's cool because you have a big bank account. So my wife makes double the amount of money I do. So does that mean I get I should be able to go up and lay hands on her or infringe on her personal space? And no, no, not at all. Now, how can you police that? I mean, you can have the proverbial no fly list in regards to getting tickets, but I feel like it's a much easier thing to get around because there's not like TSA there. Right. Um, I, I, you can't bolster security and and make it feel like it's a prison so you would hope you would just hope that people could learn to be people and realize it is a sport um this guy is just essentially going to work like you do now mind you he is much more skilled at you skilled than you uh much more athletic than you and able to make much more money than you yeah, whatever. That's three notches against your zero notches. Fine, fair enough. But you would think as fans, and just the idiots, and and just the entitlement of fans too, because it's like, well, I paid money, I should be able to. No, you don't get to just do things because you paid money. Like that's like me going to McDonald's, buying a sandwich, and going and pissing on the floor. Well, I paid for my sandwich. What what crazy lunatic world are you living in that that makes sense? And unfortunately, a lot of fans consider, well, I paid this much for a ticket. I should be able to interact. This is not a show. This is a sporting event. These large men are facing these large men. They are the only ones that are part of the show. You're, a, you're in the audience. That's, what you, that's your role in this play. So I, I don't think that you can do a ton because like, there's no happy medium because people are ballsier and ballsier and they just you see it you see it and then when an athlete lashes out everyone looks at the athlete like there's some kind of lunatic it's like no no they've had three pints of beer thrown at them i'm like I, how much are you supposed to deal with because your bank account's bigger Come on, man. Yeah. But and you know what? And a lot of people think like that, you know, because, oh, yeah, you make all this money. Oh, you a big boy. You know, you should take it. No, no, that's not how life works, you know. And for, for sidebar, I got to yeah. say, too, I agree with the uh, heckling. That's part of life. Comedians. Right. After we, right. we all deal with. Now, I went to City Field a couple months ago for okay. my, my, my buddy's grandfather's birthday. Let me tell you something. The prices are egregious. I wouldn't even throw the ketchup off the hot dog against somebody. I'm not, no. I don't know how people spend all this money on food and drinks just to throw it at a player. First of all, you, the fact that, and, uh, you know, let me just jump back to Stephen uh, Jackson for a second because he was talking about this. And the contracts, the reason why, you know, first of all, that whole thing was misconstrued. They, everybody made the players seem like villains criminals and thugs and but he was saying that you know in a lot of their contracts you can't that it's legal you can't touch any of the fans but my 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 question is it's one thing to have a hot temper where's the fan contract and 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 that's the thing and he shed light on our test because i know ron he's a little uh we all know he he used to play very aggressively right but 
when I heard the backstory of why he went to go lay on the table, that was something that his therapist told him to calm himself down. And then you have a fan throw something at him. Why, you know, it, it, it's like at the end of the day, I think um, I heard this before. Someone said, you know, fans have became entitled, right? And I think that's what the, the thing is. A lot of people chasing clout because think about it. You trying to become the next influencer on Instagram. Everything's on the YouTube. Everything. That's a great point, my dude. Great point. How many people mm. are like I know this one content creator? He he went viral. What what did he he was oh he went viral for doing like comedy skits during games. So one NBA game he went, he was giving someone a haircut, you know, like a barber. You know, he was doing that in the stand. And he actually got featured on many channels. And he got, I think right now he's closing in on a million Instagram followers and YouTube. That's weird. People are doing this stuff, right? And that's a that's the problem. A lot of people realizing I you know, I use Instagram. I see a lot of these um these um Instagram pages that are dedicated to sports highlights and stuff. These are very big channels. So it's the gift featured on them, you know, you gotta go viral or they have to find you some way that makes right. sense. I want to share. So a lot of people are thinking, hey, if I provoke Stephen Curry, that's an automatic guarantee someone's going to pick this up. So many people are looking at it as an opportunity for a cash grab, a lawsuit, get popular on social media, but there's no protection, right? So these, right. these fans can do that. Yeah, maybe if it's very egregious, they might get banned. But until that happens, a lot of them are going to keep doing it. Right, I'll just go to the next game. I'll do it again. And I'll keep doing it again. And and it's funny because I have heard of some athletes, you know, becoming friends with hecklers and, or people of that nature, you know, to find out, you know, they I guess they understood or they talked behind the scenes of what, what was going on. But it's like a lot of these players don't care about that. They don't care that you just lost your daughter. You're throwing a soda at me. I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think so many people are, you know, just entitled now, and I think social media has ruined that. Do you agree? Oh, God bless America. The internet's the worst place in the world. Yeah, it's ruined so many things, and that's absolutely right because you think about it, because people are zero to 60. There is no gray area anymore, and I feel like I'm on my soapbox, like, get off my lawn, but these damn kids, it, it, it's really, it. this is literally what it is. Like, you, you can't... It's... It's different. We're like, hey, Braun, you suck. That escalates like, Braun, your mother's a whore. What? Okay. Or, hey, Braun, check, look, look fast. You get a rock thrown at your head. It's like, there is no, there is no progression. It is now like, I need to do, and I need to do, I'm going to set fire to him because that'll get me on, that, that'll get me my, my recognition. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're 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 right, but but the moral implications. Oh, you don't know what morals are. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You weren't raised right. It's it's a problem. It's a problem because we the people that watch it are just as bad because they're they're giving they're buying into the negative behavior. Like right. those people also can't be the people complaining about it because then you share it. it's like god this is crazy well you're still giving this person recognition you're getting those views that they so badly want so 
it's different. You're not raising awareness. You're giving them what they want unintentionally. Right. So it is, it is bad, man. It is bad. And I mentioned it. What about fans contracts? What about that? Fans should have a contract. And I'm pretty sure there are some like bylaws. They hate don't, touch the people it's like when you go to the zoo don't feed the animals yeah when you go to an athlete place don't touch the athletes i i don't i don't understand it and it's the entitlement that you said and i i can't rationalize that because i can't i'm not that person so i can't wrap my head around the ideology of going to a place heckling having fun you know giving them the business and parlaying that into me chucking a $29 drink at someone on the bench because they were there. Right. Beyond me, dude. Beyond me. It's beyond me, too. And speaking of beyond me, I want to I talk about something that has been trending. I actually <clears throat> was just looking about it because yeah. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it's blowing up Twitter. Okay. Everybody's talking about it. So, uh, let me get his name right. Uh, Travis Kels of the NFL. Oh, for Christ's sake. You heard yeah. about him and Taylor Swift, right? Yep. Now, I, you know, I'm not a huge Taylor person. I don't hate her. I, you know, I, I wish her all the success. If she caught on fire today, I'd be fine with it. Come on, man. You're going you gonna, to, the Swifties, man, they're going to come for you. My wife's a Swifty, and if she catches on fire too, I don't care either. Uh-oh, uh-oh. She's going to get a divorce lawyer, man. Don't play, man. They will never find her body. Don't play with me. <laughs> Not an FBI is involved, too. Oh, my God. Rich, Look, I, I got to get my, I gotta get clout, too, right? Uh, fair enough. Hey, man, it's all about the clickbait. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> but the, you're not the only one looking for clickbait, right? Because, you know, Kevin uh, Travis, I said Kelly. I'm an idiot. Travis has came out against the NFL and he said, Hey, y'all overdoing it with this Taylor Swift stuff, right? Yes. I, I don't, I don't really watch NFL. That's not my, my sport, but, uh, I it have noticed that, uh, yeah, they've been uh, promoting a lot of Taylor Swift stuff over the last week or so. I think in there, it's, it's a smart bio that has something about, uh, Taylor Swift. Now th- there's two sides to this, right? Because there's some mm-hmm. people who are saying, Hey, you know, smart promotion, you know, Taylor Swift is a big artist. You get some of her fan base involved. Hey, it's good engagement. We live in that era, right? Right. But then there's some people like, yo, she's not even a part of the sport. Uh, she has nothing to do with the sport. This right. is not even his wife or, you know, anything. It's not anything serious. You know, why got using a, a singer who's don't even talk of, or is affiliated with the sport to promote the sport? Um, I'm looking forward to answering this that? question. Let, let's go. Okay. Let, let, let's see his opinion. So um, I have two sides of my brain. I have my business brain and my personal brain. My my business brain, yeah, this is pretty smart, and I feel like they have probably been yapping for a, for a while now. But you think about she just came off this amazingly large summer tour, which my wife went to, and now they're putting her her tour in theaters, which is n- another money grab. She is what's hot right now it is what it is and kelsey he is part of the super bowl winning kansas city chiefs and probably the goat in regards to tight ends so you have these two 
I don't know what her personality is other than that other than annoying. She's like six foot. She's six foot and just just God, just please go somewhere else. He he's he has a successful podcast with his brother. Now that has blown up crazily now because of of this. Um, so from a business standpoint, yeah, it gets the NFL a lot more recognition. And I hate to say this, but girls, send me your hate mail and your panties. I don't care. Um, this has put a lot more eyes on the NFL from women. And now they're trying to, there even was a TikTok trend with the whole, you know, hey, um, uh, 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 Taylor put Kelsey on the map and it's like, ha ha ha, whatever, all that silly stuff. But you have two big names that are banging their naked parts together and on TV. And she's like, Ooh, football. What inning is it? God bless America. Okay. Um, and you now have all these other females and other folks that aren't really football fans. Maybe they're swift fans, whatever paying more attention. So the NFL is like, hold my beer. Watch this. We're going to recognize her as much as we can, because now they showed something. There were New York Jets tickets for about 60 bucks. Those then blew up to $800. Um, and the Jets are god-awful. So y- everyone is eating. So business-wise, it's genius. From an NFL kind of standpoint, the same week that that happened, the Miami Dolphins beat Denver 70-20. to 70-20. to 20. Wrap, you're not a football fan, like you said. Wrap your head around that. That's great. That's, that's insane. That's, that is 10 touchdowns. They almost had the record for the highest points total ever. That got recognition, but the headline was Taylor Swift and at in the press box for Travis Kelsey like we're supposed to care. And that is what the NFL, they realize 70 to 20, yeah, that may bring more people in just from a you know, oh, let's go watch the bearded lady. You know what I mean? But you have somebody like there that is now bringing money in for every every market that they're playing. It makes sense. But personally, dude, find something to do. Like nobody cares. You're gonna write a stupid song about how he broke your heart and teabagged you, and it's all gonna be done in four months. Nobody's gonna care. But I look, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it gets annoying because I, I did see some, I did comment on somebody on Twitter and it's just because she irritated me. She said something about like, I could be persuaded to agree with this. And I responded like, the fact that you think this broad cares about you at all and your opinion about who she's with is amazing to me (laughs) like the like the entitled view of you being in her inner circle is i I am it it, it, she has like a cult fall like a literal cult following it's unnerving like she very well could be the antichrist i don't know we'll see but i I get the cross promotion i think it makes a lot of sense because she's making a lot of money a lot of eyes are on her. A lot of girls do not watch football compared to the amount of guys that do. I'm not saying that's shifting, but 
comparatively how many more eyes are on the NFL now or specifically on whoever the Chiefs are playing because they have a chance to see her, which, once again, I I don't understand it. But, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. It's super annoying that it dominated the headlines for as long as it did, but I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, like I, like I, I said earlier, we're living in an era where you're trying to go viral, clickbait, yep. you're trying to get the views. So from a, like you said, business standpoint, I understand it. I just, I prefer seeing, well, not that I prefer, but I would much rather individual like Travis capitalize on it than, because you don't see the NBA, you know, promoting Jay-Z to get, they don't do that. You don't see hockey promoting, uh, you know, Little Dirk to give like it, it just it, that's not what they're about, and I think I understand Taylor Swift. I, we're not fans of her. She has her own fans, and like I said, I you know all by all means she can do whatever she want, but I, I do think it is a little overblown because like you said, seventy to I think you said eighteen, right? I didn't even 70, hear about twenty, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even hear. I didn't even get a whiff of that. All I've been hearing about is Taylor Swift and Travis, and I think for some people too, like Travis. I think it's when you're when you making when you're playing a sport like this, you want the recognition to be on that sport. Some people, depending on who they are, probably want other people to be, oh yeah, he's dating Taylor Swift. Oh, he's doing this. Oh, they want people in their personal life, but not everybody wants to do that. And especially when it comes to your job, your profession, you don't want the highlight if your team just won the Super Bowl. Oh, he's sleeping with Taylor Swift. Nobody wants to hear that. You're taking the credit away from the athletes, the people involved in the sport. And there's yeah. no way, shape, or form just a dig at. I'm not even digging at Taylor Swift. It's just more so. I am. I, I you know, I, I, I get why they did it. But again, you don't really see other sports doing this. You know, I, I will say though, boxing is egregious for doing stuff like this in the sense that they will bring out rap artists to mime their music. For what I don't know, uh, but they will do that, especially with trending artists. But yeah, right. that what NFL did. Look, I get it. You know, everybody's trying to get the new, you know, get the headlines, get the fans. I get it. Business, get it. But I, enough is enough. Let's get back to the sport. Not that I really watch football, so I don't care. But it's like you know, let's go. You know, Taylor Swift got her own thing. Travis is your athlete. Focus on him and the other athletes, and and go about. Give it a month, nobody will care. That's that's generally how these things work. I mean, it's because it, even 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 week two, it's like it's not dominating stuff anymore. Oh, she's back. Okay, back to the game. You right. know, it's it was notified. Yeah. Notify me when Jesus Christ shows up and stands, and I'll pay attention. Oh, and the other, lottery comes in my bank account. How about that? Right. Other than that, I'm all set, man. I don't care who they're banging. It's musical chairs anyway. Let's be honest. Now, yeah, promotion. We yeah. just been talking about the NFL and promotion. It goes to another topic I want to talk about. Okay. So I'm a big combat sports fan, you know. I love UFC. I watch it every Saturday. I don't care if I gotta miss work. I will watch it. Even my mom's funeral. No, nah, I'll go there. But I watch it religiously. And okay. lately there's been a lot of debate. You know, Conor McGregor, John Jones, you know, the big names in the in the industry. There's not so much about John Jones, but you know, Conor McGregor has created that trend because he's the icon of MMA. He can lose five fights in a row. And still, well, not that he has, but he can lose five fights in a row and still fight for a title shot. 
He can lose 10 times and still main event a pay-per-view. Um, and he could still make more money than anybody in the promotion, right? And lately, what's been happening, the pro, the, the main reason why this is really blowing up, Colby Covington, UFC uh, welterweight. He's fighting Leon Edwards for the UFC welterweight championship in December. And uh, a lot of people, well, some a lot of people are supporting it, but there are a lot of people, media and other fighters, fans that don't like it. Now, Kobe Covington, in a metric standpoint, popularity standpoint, is way above Bilal Muhammad, who many people view as the rightful person to be fighting for the title next, right? Because he's he's been a little more active. You know, he's been out for, Kobe uh, Covington's been out for legal reasons. Uh, but uh, Bilal's been fighting. I think he's on a 12-fight win streak or a fight win streak. A lot of people say, hey, he deserves this chance more than Kobe, who hasn't fought since last year. But then from a UFC standpoint, from a many fans standpoint, hey, I don't want to watch Bilal. Who is Bilal? Uh, I don't care about his interviews. Kobe Covington is a much bigger draw. Uh, I would much rather watch Kobe Covington uh, Kobe coming to interviews than a Bilal Muhammad fight, right? And it goes to that point of we're seeing this now. And a UFC fighter, Joe Pyfus, was talking about this yesterday for uh, a, a media coverage for this uh, Saturday's fight, where he was saying, "Hey, look, the sport is not about you know, uh, you know, domination anymore. You know, ten years ago, yeah, you had to be on the John Jones run to fight for the title." To, you know, main event pay-per-views. Now, it's about the loudest personality. Who's going to bring more eyeballs? Who's going to put those butts in seats? Now, in that aspect, I want to ask you this. You know, we have seen MMA, uh, celebrity boxing. We're seeing the Jake Pauls, the Logan Pauls of the world dominating in terms of their fights. You know, they're getting more coverage and pay than actual boxers are, right? Some people say, oh, they talk too much. Some people say, well, hey, they, they, they bring the presence. They bring the audience. Do you think that combat sports, outside of Jake Paul and Logan, do you think combat sports is changing? Do you think it is more about personality than it is about, all right, I'm, I'm winning 20 fights. I'm undefeated. Do you think it has shifted shift to more of an entertainment sport than it is about the sports sport? Yeah, it's kind of why I stopped watching. I haven't watched UFC in like ten years. Um, I used to, I used to dig it, man. Like when Rampage was out there, just acting a fool, just oh, wrecking folks, just like. And then anything that Josh Koscheck was involved with, where he got hurt, I was like, "Thank you," because I hate this guy. Um, there, it's now, and, and it's not. It's a measuring contest. Who can literally, la- you know, yell the loudest and that's what people need for whatever that's what draws them in now um i think the athleticism and the gladiatorial part of it is inconsequential like yeah i mean there are the there are the people that are like oh man yeah like the the enthusiasts of it but i think the general public now that are fans like the drama of it they like the soap opera male the male soap opera you know I guess just storylines play out. Um, and it's sad because you really do think about it. these guys are like insanely athletic. 
like right. just the things that they can do and just the maneuverability of their their bodies and their joints and their limbs it's it's bonkers um but it's all about the pre-fight stuff it's all about the weigh-in it's all about all the all the mess before that happens and and the storylines of where they came like it i don't i don't watch wrestling but it feels like it's that stuff like it feels like it's almost like a <laughs> a real version of that stuff and right. it just it it's just it's not it's not interesting to me now I know I'm in the minority for it, but yeah, I it's it's really who whose storylines whose storyline is going to be better, the guy that's won ten rounds or or ten fights in a row, or the guy that is out here, you know, poking fun at every opponent opponent, saying this that on the and and the other on social media, causing a ruckus. People are going to watch that more. It's just, right. it, it is what it is. We're a stupid society now. We have, like, regressed. I hate to say that, but we have regressed. You, 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 know, you know what the crazy part is? And it's ironic you say that, right? Because uh, there was a, a MMA personality, did a poll about, uh, was debating a fan about this, where they were saying, hey, uh, you know, back to Bilal. Bilal deserves this fight more than Kobe Covington, right? So, oh, you think so? Uh, are you a fan of Bilal? No, I think his fights are boring. He's just, you know, he, he deserves it more. But would you prefer to watch him or Kobe Covington? Like, you know, who do you prefer? Oh, yeah, Kobe Covington is the biggest star. You just proved the point then. That's why he's getting it. You know, at the end of the day, look, and um, I say this all the time. We're living in an era now where talent get you only so far, especially when you're talking about being on national TV, right? There's certain people who get away with their talent and they're able to sell out. For instance, UFC, um, boxing, I'm going to leave alone for a second. You'll see Justin Gaethje comes to mind, right? One of those guys, he may not be Conor McGregor personality-wise, but man, I will tell you, everybody and their grandmother will watch him fight. I watch all his fights. I will re-watch him every day. I got a He's perfect wanted, example for you. Perfect yeah, example. Yeah, I, I I'll let you go in a second. Um, but yeah, like you know, this people, Justin Gage and Charles Oliveira, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. There's a lot of people in the industry right now who may not be Conor McGregor personality, while some are trying to copy him, but they aren't very entertaining, right? And this is another aspect too. Yeah, you might have the Kobe contents who allow personalities who are winning. But then you'll also have people who are fighting style is so damn good that the UFC is like, hey, we need to put these people in the paper. And just for context, Bilal Muhammad, yes, he's on a win streak. He's winning. But his style isn't exactly one that's going to win him fight in the night, fight of the year, uh, best fight of the card. It, 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 he fights to win, and I get look. I understand it, you know, especially when you're fighting for a win bonus or fighting for half your money. I get it, you want to win, but in the terms of business and the terms of sports entertainment, because it's entertainment, if you don't cut promos, if you don't promote yourself, if you don't set the world on fire, if you don't use those interviews to you know put yourself out there, nobody's going to come calling for you. I remember my, my buddy's dad said this one time. So Netflix isn't going to come knocking at the door for you. 
you got to go to Netflix and knock on their door. And that's how it works. So for me, I look at some of these fighters when they do press conferences and, you know, you have a massive audience right in front of you. All you got to do is just use it. Hey, how's your fight? I'm just mocking a reporter. Hey, uh, you know, I heard that you, uh, your fight camp went well. Uh, what, what do you see about your opponent and stuff like that? What, what, what do you think uh, is going to happen on Saturday, right? I see this time and time again. Hey, uh, yeah, fight camp went well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I worked on the boxing and, you know, the jujitsu's coming along. I think I'm, I'm, I can do great on Saturday. But, yeah, I'm just looking forward to Saturday night. Who, 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 who in their right mind is tuned in to see something like that? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the part that I'm talking about. People need to realize this is sports entertainment. It's not just a sport. So, yes, when you do these press conferences, yeah, people might find me annoying. I'm sure there's somebody who finds me annoying, right? But at the end of the day, I would much rather you uh, somebody find me annoying, but I have more people saying, like, yeah, I love this guy. I need to watch him. I need to listen to him every time he comes around, right? And that's what I'm talking about because there's some fighters who just they, – they want – Conor McGregor paydays. They want to be main events. They want to, you know, be stars and have their own poster. But again, when it comes to these interviews, you, you're giving people nothing. Nothing. Chael Sonnen is one of the... Outside of Conor, I would put Chael Sonnen above Conor in terms of... Conor is more of a megastar, but Chael Sonnen was the prime example of a guy who used his words to get him every opportunity. That dude, he was a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was trash. He was a little one-dimensional. He was a wrestler. But his when he did promos, when he did interviews, when even when he was an analyst before his fight, people watched everything and ate it up. Every time he opened his mouth, articles were coming out already. That's how popular he became. And he was fighting Anderson Silva, when some people say, oh, why is he in that ring with him? He don't deserve to be in the octagon with him. You know? Real quick. My example actually was Anderson Silver because I'm like, um, he was a perfect example of like, he just, the, the the silly things he did in the ring, just, just sitting there, hands behind his back, just dodging, just doing that silliness. And it's like, oh my. Like, the skill and it wasn't like the verbal charisma, but it was like, you can't hit me. Why? Because I'm better than you. Did you say that? No, I didn't have to. I just did some silly things that made you look like you're an amateur. I always thought that was funny. When you're yeah. talking about yippity yappy, but actually following it up, I just think of the Diaz boys. Exactly. And and the crazy part is about Diaz, right? Because some people say, oh, you know, Diaz, he 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 loses a lot. Well, check his bank not... account, though. Exactly. And 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 that's what that's it. I try to tell people this all the time, even outside of sport. If you want to do a career or sport that involves the public, if you want money, if you want the fame, if you want the glory, you want the championship opportunity, you want the main event opportunity, you need to put yourself in a position to do it. Kobe Covington, one of the reasons why he became as brass as he was, was a couple years ago, one when he first joined the UFC, he was winning. He was a, he's a, a D1 wrestler, uh, won a couple uh, championships, right? He was winning fights, but the UFC won. Uh, this was in Brazil. Uh, I think a couple fights in, they was like, "Hey, yo, I think we're gonna cut you after this fight." Before he was fighting, 
said, we're going to cut you. Uh, you. You're just not selling. You know, you, you're winning, yeah, but nobody wants to see, you know, nobody's paying to see you. So we're going to cut you. So he made that choice when he went out to Brazil for that fight. After that fight, he cut the promo that saved his job and it created him a lane of opportunity. Now he went from being on the unemployment line to main event against Kamar Usman, fighting for the title, making money that he never saw that was come, he thought was going to come in. That's what it's all about. Now, you don't have to go in that route where you're calling everybody and their grandmother out. You know, right. You don't have to be a Conor McGregor who, you know, no holds barred talking about people's religion or all that stuff. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, you can be a Nate Diaz who don't give a crap. He Everybody just loves him because he don't care. You know, that's his life. And no matter what he does, he's very entertaining at what he does. And that, that's what is important. It's about branding and personality. And so many fighters I hear because fighter pay, it was one thing I want to talk about. But I've talked about it a lot on here. If you want to touch on it, we can. But again, I don't I don't have a ton of insight on it because I don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of the financial part of it. I mean, but I'm more than willing to chime in with whatever I can. Yeah, the fighter pay. Well, the fighter pay thing is a lot more. It is, you know, the way you see cuts to pay and all that stuff. We get into all of that. Uh, like I said, I've talked about that a couple times already, but it's more so. Okay, when you move away from the entry level contracts, right? Let's say you're fight, you're you're making a hundred thousand per fight, right? That that's what's in your contract. But you 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 realize, hey, you know, I want to make more money. You know, a hundred grand. There's nothing to sneeze at, but you know, I I deserve more. I deserve more money, right? But every time you sit in front of a microphone, every time you fight, people, when is this over? Oh my god, get this man out of here! At some point, you're not going to get that money you want, right? So what do you do? How do you go about it? Well, you use those interviews wisely. And shout out to Chael Sonnen because he has a YouTube channel. He does a lot of uh, appearances on other platforms. And he tries to educate fighters. He'll call them out specifically. Hey, uh, Surreal Gone, uh, great fighter, but your personality is like watching paint dry. Um, you know, if you want to make money, you have to talk trash a little bit. Show somebody some of that, you know, that that flavor. You know what I'm saying? And well, it's funny. Like, helps. think of like a Chuck Liddell. He would not make it now. No, he would be just like, who are you? But he's probably one of the best. He's probably one of the goats. But it's like your your personality is similar to like a you know a story of I I don't know you have the personality of a light bulb so we're all set. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I always say, I always joke when you say, "I with the old and with the new." Yeah. But times has changed. The yeah. days of just being, you know, having a signature mohawk are gone. You need more than just fighting skills. Now, like I said, if you're Certain people like Mike Tyson, um, <sighs> just again, who people wanted to see regardless of what he, he had to say nothing, right? Um, but you know, it, and it goes back to another thing, too. I, w- I was watching an interview this morning, um, Jaquan Buckley, UFC uh, guy, but he did an interview, he was talking about this. He was like, Look, um, one of the problems I have with my opponents is they don't give me anything to promote the fight because this is a fight this Saturday. And I can guarantee you, most people, I only know because I've been watching interviews since last night, most people can't tell you anything about the car besides the main event, right? And he was saying that, look, 
every time I get an opponent, I try to promote the fight months in the, uh, you know, weeks in advance because usually you don't have months unless you're, it's a main big card. But he's like, yeah, I've been trying to promote this fight. This guy won't give me nothing. He won't say nothing to me. He won't give me a sound bite. He won't give me nothing. He He's one of those guys who just shows up, fights, and goes home. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how are we supposed to make money? How are we supposed to get these eyeballs if nobody's willing to promote the fight? Yeah, there's going to be a core audience there because people, like he said, there's going to be people to watch because it's just the UFC, just like NBA and any other sport. Now, the only difference is with those, because um, some people say you don't need a trash talk to be successful. Well, Steph Curry doesn't because basketball is not determined on him trash talking. It's about his performance on the court. That's how he gets his money. Combat sports is not the same thing. Yeah, you could be fighting all you want and you can be winning. But if you're not entertaining, if you're not making people want to tune in to watch you talk or watch you fight, there's so many. The point factors. is to draw in more. Like you, you're gonna get your core audience, but the whole point is to conquer and divide. If right. you're not entertaining, you're not getting the filthy casuals to watch you. Then, like, like you said, you're gonna get the normal people. You're gonna get the people that are gonna watch that show regardless. There could be, you know, a. Lysol can versus a Pepsi bottle, and they will tune in and they'll put money down on it. You want to, those filthy casuals, those are the people that fill your checks. Those are the people that will get you that more, that, um, that next tier of money that you're looking for. Those viewership numbers, those gate, those gate numbers, that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna fill your bank account. But some yeah. people aren't built that way though, either. I mean, and, and out of respect, like I said, it's not it's not in any way, shape, or form to conduct you know talk down on people who don't. Not everybody's going to be like me, you right. know. Not every, you know. I get that, but at the end of the day, look when you're in the line of work where you know pay is an issue for you, you know that's not a corporate job. You know what I'm saying? This is a, a job that is sports entertainment. That's right. why people like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Stone Cold. Even you know, forty years from now, these people still going to talk about them because their personality was way much bigger than their, their transcended the sport. Right, Conor McGregor, like I said, a lot of people right. talk about Conor all this. Oh, he don't deserve nothing, but of course he deserves it because people tune in. He don't need to fight for people to even watch his interviews. Right. So you know, and, and this goes well outside of just sports. But, I, you know, I tell this to other actors and, and stuff like that, too, where it's like, you know, if you, you know, there's so many talented people who've people never seen before, never heard of. I'm sure there's actors that can outact Denzel Washington himself, but you'll never hear from him. Well, right. I, it's a bit of a stretch. But I was going to say, like, Denzel, though, come on. It's a bit of a stretch. But like I said, you know. You'd be surprised how many talented people out there that people don't know about. Why? They don't promote themselves or outside of, you know, other things they can't control. Talk about the podcast thing, like just the podcasting in itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. It's a perfect example. That's a good point. You know, look at him correcting the whole. So you believe that. But yeah, like podcasting, right? A lot of people, you know, they don't have a branding. They talk about everything. Again, nobody wants to hear on on a Tuesday night stuck in traffic. That you're, you know, you had a pop tart with your son on Sunday. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to listen to that. Again, 
I'm not here to you know talk down on anybody because I understand that everybody's gonna be loud and boisterous. Not everybody. No, nah, listen. Wanna... If you're in the podcast no. game and you ain't you don't know how to talk, you need to go find something to do. Like that, you're in the wrong game. But yeah, you know, there's room out there for everybody because I I know there are a lot of people who may not like this style of pop. Some people might want a little more conservatory, you know, quiet, you know, thing. And I get that. But again, it's about personality. And if you want more visibility, fans, you want more people to check it out. You need to get people invested in hearing from you. A lot of people don't get that. And I think, again, that's why people, I send nude pics. <laughs> only fans. <laughs> that's right. FIFA, yeah. I thought you was doing fee pics. Um, I mean, I, I had to look. The tax bracket situation is real. So, yeah, we had fair to, enough. Yeah, had to do a few other things. Uh, let me tell you something. I got my page. I, yo, the taxes are, yeah, don't even give me stuff. I want the IRS coming to audit me, so I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, don't even, nah, yeah, leave him be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I it, it's a topic that I take passion about. Because I can know, tell, man, I can tell. But it, it, it's because it's a, it's something that outside of just you see, I people ask me all the time about this. Oh, you know, I, I want to do this, or I, I want to achieve this. So you got to put yourself out there. You think I got this far in the podcast just because, you know, I, I was just chilling, waiting for somebody to, hey, Percy, I want to be. No, I, I went out there and I got it myself. And we're, we're seeing this now. And uh, we're seeing a lot more like MMA uh, journalists. Uh, a lot of them don't work for big corporations now anymore. They have their own brand and identity and they're getting interviews for Steph Curry by themselves. I'm sure they might have a team with them. But right. They, they're not part of ESPN. Well, that's a lie, because I'm pretty sure Steph Curry ain't answering anybody outside of the, the major ones. But I, I mean, your point's still valid. I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, there's people. I know a guy on YouTube with like two K subscribers who interviews Conor McGregor all the time. That goes to show to you if you have a branding and you know what you're doing and you know how to go about it, money is to be made. But don't sit back. And be quiet. the The quietest room in the voice in the the quietest voice in the room doesn't get heard, you know. And I, you know, do with that as you will, people. Whatever you do, you know. Do you agree? That's with a good that life. No, it's no, it's a good life lesson. I mean, I, I, not to kind of tout my own kind of deal up here, but um, oh, here comes the self love. Oh Lord! No. Look, I gotta self promote. You shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm the host now. Like the rock, you know, you're rolling, shut your right. mouth. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, just from a self evaluation standpoint, I mean, I had no one knew who I was, no one knew who my co host was. We started reaching out to people and making more connections and making more people aware of us and just being loud about it. Man. No one's going to know what you do, no matter what your skill set is, if you don't tell people. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to find you. There are millions of options of everything and anything out there that you can think of. It's hard enough to come up with an original idea and <laughs> yeah. make yourself stand out in that sense. Even even you could have the most original, you know, uh, outstanding idea possible, but if nobody knows you're doing it, what are you doing it for? I mean, not not that that has to be like the recognition, but you then also can't complain that no one is watching my stuff if you don't tell people that it's there. Right. It's I so 
I think that translate in that translates into the combat sports theme, you know, type of thing because I think you have to be loud because we as a people have I hate to say it, we've kind of regressed. Like I don't know, I don't know, maybe some people agree that it that we regressed or not, but you take the athleticism out of it, it's really like you said talent has something to do with it but like who's really making the most noise that's that's who's getting the title shots that's who's filling that gate that's who's filling that arena they want that personality and i get i understand it i get it but i don't necessarily agree with that it ha- that it should be that way cuz there are talented fighters and there are more talented people underneath those loud voices that are either socially awkward or socially inept or don't have that skill set, but they're going to sit here and they will throw hands with anybody and it's game over for whoever they're facing, but they're not going to get the light of day until something happens in their universe that makes the world pay attention to them because they're not knocking on the doors or waiting for their door to be knocked. You know, just to sum this up, I'll, I'll share this. Because I'm one of those, I you know I I, I did an interview with uh, Bold Journey magazines actually c- came out, but I, I said this I wasn't always who I am today. Took me until about I would say three years ago to be. You're actually a 20 year old white white lady. Yeah, yeah, named Karen. You know. You know oh, you know. <laughs> I knew it. It was that or it was that it was that or Sally. I wasn't sure which one. Nah, Sally. Nah, that's too country for me. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it took me a long time to get to where I am now. Right. And even now I'm still improving. And I've realized, especially when it comes to promotion, right. I I uploaded a reel, uh, on Instagram last week. Um, and Kevin Rudolph, um, uh, left a comment on it. Who is and, that? I, I know that name. I can't like you know that song I made it with uh Little Wayne and Birdman Cash Money. Um like is this old? I made it came out what 10 years ago? Let me see. Um I was just bumping it before uh let me see. Kevin Rudolph. Oh yeah, yeah, 10 2012. Uh he made the song. What's the other popular one? Let me see. Oh, Let It Rock. Um, but yeah, he he's a singer, rap okay. guy, rapper, right. music. But yeah, he left the comment and in, 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 in stuff on it. And someone hit me up. was like, "Oh, how did you know? How did you get that?" And I told him, "It's like, look, nothing comes easy. You got to put yourself out there." You know, for me, when I first started uh, Instagram, I was just putting all types of stuff out there, and then I realized, eh, people aren't really chewing on this. I have to start, you know, trying new things. One thing I tried, it was working. Then it did it. All right, let me try something else. Uh, you know, that was working for a little bit. Now nobody really can that. Now I found something that I actually enjoy and people are actually tuning into. Now I have Perfect. brands liking my stuff. Now I have, you know, if I tag certain artists, they'll respond. And I tell people it's about personality. You know, my when I'm talking referring to is fitness videos. So outside of active stuff or podcasts, I'll upload once in a while. But my fitness, it's not traditional ones that you, if you go on Instagram and you look up fitness, it's not the usual ones where someone's doing bicep curl. No, I, you know, I have personality. I have my, uh, I have my own way of doing intros and, 
and stuff like that. So it sets me apart from everybody else. And that, and that, sometimes that's what it takes. Now, some people may not like it. Some people say, oh, just get straight to the workout. But again, when you I'm have, not for you then, then go yeah. find somebody else. Yeah, it, it, and that's what it's about because when you're in a market where everybody's trying to get a bite at the apple, how mm-hmm. do you get the bite of the apple? You can't be like everybody else. So that's why, you know, for me, I try to advocate for anybody. Put yourself out there because at the end of the day, yeah, it may not be natural for you. It wasn't natural for me at first. I'm still an introvert at heart. When I'm not in front of the camera or behind the mic, I like to be in the house and relax. You know, I hate when people stare at me and TMZ want my picture. It's annoying sometimes. Like, you know, but, you know, like I said, put yourself out there. If you want money, if you want fame, if you want opportunity, you have to get yourself out there. Maybe on a reality TV show because, Getting on love and hip hop nowadays is like you know signing a multi million dollar deal. So I'm gonna have to start doing that. Ridiculous. No, I mean you're look, you're you're absolutely right. Um, of and, course and, I'm right, Rich. Of course I'm right. I will cut your hair. <laughs> I swear to Christ. Keep playing with me. Um, no, I mean. I don't care if you like it or not, or if you're good at it or not. I mean, if you are in any semblance of an entertainment in- industry or whatever you want to call it, you gotta have some charisma, man. Like it, a little bit of charisma goes a long way. Like let your personality shine. That's right. Like no, I'm not gonna. I was gonna make a joke. I'm not, no, I'm not gonna do it. I, this podcast will be over if I said it. Um. You know, Rich, it's, it's, it's it, yeah, let, let's just get past that, you know? Okay. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's funny. I actually didn't realize this, but so one of the residents at this job I started working at, older mm-hmm. guy uh, in his 80s, but he, he actually told me, like, he Googled me, uh, Googled me last week and he listened really? to the podcast. I was like, wait, you're 83 That's years awesome. old and you know about Google? But yeah, yeah, he was telling me that and the reason, like, for me, I try to, you know, have some dignity because, you know, you never know who's listening. You know, it could be Nike. It could be my grandmother. You never know. The FBI. That's why I said we'll talk about the money, you know. Off, off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And the bodies. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started, man. Don't. Yeah. Any, anyway, yeah. Let's wrap this up before we get ourselves in trouble. Um, you know, Rich, it's always good to have you on. It's always good to have fun. Um, like I said, you do have your own podcast, X's and O's of Life. Uh, but I'll let you take care of this. Where, where people can find you and check you out and hear more of that nasty mouth that we got to wash out with a bar of soap, in the words of my mother. I love when you talk dirty to me, baby. <laughs> So, um, I'm on YouTube. I, I that's kind of where all, all of our stuff goes to. Um, just look up. I'll send you the link. I don't know. I don't know the name of it. Um, I call it Twitter. You you guys can call it X. I don't care. That's the X and O's little, X's and O's of life. You'll see our little South Parkish little uh little what would you call that little bobblehead? Oh, avatar uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, same kind, same handle on Facebook, uh, same handle on, on Instagram. So it's, I'm pretty active on everything. So I'm always willing to talk and yap and ask questions and answer questions. And 
show you nudes and my feet, and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just always appreciate getting a chance to hang out with you and, and talk. And hopefully, this can be a, a very often thing we do. And uh, you know, we can share nudes. Absolutely. But yeah. Don't ag- oh, you you agreed to share nudes? That's weird. Well, no, I was I was saying you're very active. You're picking up what I'm putting down. No. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Oh my God, we're gonna get ourselves in trouble here. Who would have thought that you was a father? You know, who would have thought, dude? You know what's crazy? I literally he turned eighteen like a week ago. It's crazy. Like Uh, I legitimately have an adult at that. Well, yeah, I have an adult at the house. You know, it's funny. Yesterday I was coming back from working out, and uh, the crossing guard, nice dude. He started a YouTube channel, but he was telling me, he said, "Hey, man." My son just turned 18. <laughs> no more child support. He started, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now you have to pay for college. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's in his plans, but yeah, it was just hilarious. I was like, this guy. Um, I will I will send you the links of my stuff though, because I'm very bad at like that self-promotion thing. So I'm like, dude, I don't pay attention to that. I always put it in the show notes if you guys want to find it cool. So I'll just send you the links. So don't pay attention to anything I've said in the last two minutes. It's fine disregard yeah that's right um and it's funny because we just spent talking about self-promotion you believe this guy you believe this guy oh my god yeah well believe me i'm still doing i look i'm still i still got a lot of work to do i really what i want to do is i just want to build a website but i need to get something other than a work pc to do it because it's all firewalled up so i can't do anything with it yeah if you ever check them out i did my whole website myself i updated them alone i I'll yeah. do everything myself I, I mean at some point i'll probably uh you know hire some help you know but as of right now everything i do it myself ditto it's, ditto you know that, that but that's how you get to where you want to be it you makes know? you appreciate it man it makes you appreciate it because i'm so proud of where i what i've done with this and i you know i i, I mean look we made a great connection I mean, who would have thought six months ago I'm I'm getting asked to be on a podcast? What? Yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, the government hit me up. It's like, hey, we we need we need you to uh, hook this brother up, like like snap food stamps. See, so. I thought. See, here's what I thought. <laughs> I thought they had to like triangulate my my, so they had to make sure I was in one place for an hour, and then I'm gonna have you know. Hank from uh, Breaking Bad start knocking on the door. Oh Lord! Oh, what a good show! Oh, what I gotta watch show. that again. I've been watching Law and Order. I, 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 I need a. But yeah, yeah. I, it's you know, Rich. It's it's always exciting to have you on. Thanks, man. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. You know, I'm ready to kick you off. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I hate yeah. ending sh- ending shows is terrible for me. It's so awkward and weird. You know, for me, it's not. You know what really? it is? Yeah. Okay. What's yeah, your just, What's your trick to it? My trick is just it, you know it, it's like when you have a party and it's going on a little too long. You just like, hey, everybody! Oh, you open the door. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. That's see, you missed the you missed the real gangster move. You could have done. You could have said, you know, what my trick is, and it just ended it right there. That would have been uh, beautiful. Yeah, but I knew. See, people were suspecting that setup, though. That's why I was like, you know. Uh, okay. And plus, I, I I can't leave without always saying, a better hand is a helping hand. Now I can just you know cut. Mm. So, 
I'll, I'll do that right now. All right. All right. We'll, we'll talk later. All right.